Welcome to the Social Impact Pulse, a podcast where we aim to cultivate intimate conversations with entrepreneurs working at the intersection of the sustainable livelihoods and lifestyle sectors. Each episode is a no-filter conversation with entrepreneurs where we dig deep into the values they hold dear and how that molds and shapes the social impact they strive for through their organizations. In this episode, we are joined by Karis Gill from the Social Stories Club, a social impact gifting company based out of Edinburgh, Scotland. We'll hear about how the idea for a social enterprise gifting company came to be, how they tell the story behind each product through packaging, how Karis cultivates impact through the products and by empowering and valuing the team, and her desire to make every company in the world have a social mission. On with the show. Hi, my name is Karis and I'm co-founder of Social Stories Club. We're a social enterprise based in Edinburgh, Scotland, and we're a gifting company that's making a social impact because every single product inside our gift boxes supports different social causes. You've got tea, which educates girls, chocolate, which supports reforestation projects, honey, which is saving bees. And it's the most exciting gift to give and receive because of all the stories behind the products. What we aim to do at Social Stories Club is we aim to paint a picture of a new and a better world, a world where with every single transaction you make, you can make an impact, whether you want to eat that chocolate bar, whether you want to get your hair cut, uh, even your uh, basic supermarket shop. And what our boxes do is they introduce you to this world of social enterprises that are doing exactly that. Can you tell us about how the Social Stories Club got started? Absolutely. Well, I feel every time someone asks me this, I give a slightly different answer because there's so many different things over the time that that built up to this looking backwards. Uh, But one version of the story, probably the the one which is, I mean, has the most trail of dots is I was always from since a very young age interested in charities. And it was something that felt uh, something I could really relate to being able to to give and to help others and be a part of the community. It was something that was very important to me. This started when I was, I think, nine years old, maybe a little bit younger. Um, and I held a bake sale at my school for charity. And then growing up throughout school, I volunteered in lots of different charities. And I went to university and did the same. I found myself becoming increasingly frustrated because working in all the different charities, we really depended a lot on donations, whether it's for food or whether it's for Uh, money to keep us going. And it was a bit of a panic every single week. And I just thought there must be a a better and more sustainable way. And I still was involved in charities. It's something I was interested in. But when I went on my year abroad at university to the To UBC, which is in Vancouver, Canada. It was an exchange year. I was going around there, Freshers' Fair, and I found the Social Enterprise Club. I was like, oh, what's this? And they told me, well, it's kind of halfway between charity and business. It's where you create a social impact through using business models. And I was just blown away. It made sense to me. I studied business and entrepreneurship. I started up my first business at the age of 12. I mean, it was a car wash. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think we really earned a little bit of pocket money, me and my friend, Melissa. But um, yeah, so I was always interested in business. I was always interested in charity. And I didn't realize they could be met in the middle until this moment. And it was really a light bulb moment. And getting involved in the Social Enterprise Club uh, introduced me to all these different social enterprises with the most amazing stories. You had uh, chopsticks that were being recycled outside a Chinese uh, restaurant and that we made into furniture. And that was just one of the many stories. And I just could imagine this future 
this different world we were living in, a world where with every transaction you make, you could make an impact. I could just envision it before me as if I was already living it. And I, I just became obsessed with finding these companies, telling their stories. I think my friends got a bit frustrated, maybe, oh, I found another social enterprise. And I just knew I had to share these with the world. And with the stories being the forefront, that's what people really connect to, the stories, and that's what paints the vision for the future. So I thought the great way to go about this would be a gift, the most exciting gift, a gift that would introduce you to this world where you can envision this in an exciting future. And I went back to Edinburgh and I met my friend of three years. I'd known for three years, Ayush. And I said, oh, I'm going to start a social enterprise. And he said, what's that? And I told him all about social enterprise. And at this point, he was trying to get graduate jobs. He was the top of the class and he couldn't get a graduate job. I said, well, why don't you join me in my social enterprise? And it was just immediate. It was a three minute conversation in his kitchen. And that, that was that. And that's the story of how Social Stories Club started and the idea behind it. And really our vision, the world that we, we know one day we will live in and we, wanna, we want to, to help get there. We want to be inspiring other people to start social enterprises, inspire other people to support social enterprises and give back through every single purchase. So Karis, tell us more about how this works. Some of our listeners may be familiar with subscription boxes, but it sounds like this is a different model. Absolutely. We started off subscription. It didn't work. We found that out very quickly. And it's one-off gifts. So we do a lot of B2B, business to business. So a lot of corporates purchase our gifts. Uh, We also do a lot of B2C. And really, we found that people buy our gifts for so many different people. Uh, We have people go, oh, you've saved Christmas. I bought 10 of your gift boxes. And everyone came back to me and said it was the most personal and thoughtful gift. And they gave the same thing to to every person that they knew. It's suitable for, for older people, suitable for teenagers, probably not kids. Probably that's that's the only people it's not really suitable for. Uh, so yeah, it's one-off gifts, birthdays, Christmas, great for teams, and it's a gift box. Very colourful, very eye-catching. Go onto our website, socialstoriesclub.com, and you'll get a pretty good idea uh, very quickly of the sort of thing we do. And how do you share the stories behind the products? So we do this in different ways. Firstly, we include a story booklet inside each box. So you can open up the gift. You can see all the delicious chocolates, soaps, bath salts, and then you can read about the impact that they're making. And we're very deliberate to pick lots of different stories. We like each box for you to be able to support multiple social causes. Um, and the idea is it's a real feel-good gift. It's something where you, I mean, it inspires that that vision of the future. I can, I mean, buy a gift. I can eat chocolate, and I can educate girls in India. I can help rescue dogs, you know, by eating chocolate and drinking tea. It's something that's very exciting. But also what we've done is if you look at our packaging, it has all of these intricate little uh, designs of little figures carrying out the sustainable development goals. And we wanted really beautiful, really eye-catching designs, but something that could also really draw kids into the conversation. So we found that lots of kids really love the intricate designs and they try and spot, um, we set a challenge once, see how many of the sustainable development goals being carried out can you spot. So our packaging tells stories as well. So those are the those are the two main ways that we've uh, we tell the stories uh, behind all of the, the different products. 
So how do you cultivate impact? What's meaningful to you as a brand and as an individual? Yes, that's a lot of questions. So how do we cultivate impact? I'll start with, um, we cultivate impact with, with every single product in our box. It supports a different social cause. And we're directly supporting these social enterprises too. So we're really shining a light on them, their brand and their stories. And we're providing a route to market for them. And we've invested £160,000 into the social enterprise economy to date. And we've had a lot of uh, the social enterprises come back to us and tell us, oh, someone from Asda uh, received your box uh, from their friend. And now Asda have been in touch with us and they want to stock us. We've had all these sorts of stories of, I mean, us introducing other social enterprises to really, really key contacts uh, for them, which is wonderful. Our boxes are packed by individuals with barriers to employment, others from the labor market. And that's was something that was really important to us from the start is to provide opportunities for those uh, who may struggle to get them elsewhere. And we would consider employing individuals with language barriers, those who had uh, been in the justice system, those with disabilities. We consider all sorts of uh, barriers to employment um, uh, when recruiting to pack our boxes. The next question is, what is meaningful to you? And if we pulled it away from I guess the the social enterprise context, I would say really people. Then if we bring that into the social enterprise context, it's my co-founder, Ayush, and my team. And I think creating a really an environment that's just the perfect environment to turn up to every day and work in is something that's really important to me. Making everyone fit, united with our vision and excited and inspired uh, with that, with that, uh, what they're doing, that's what's really important to me as well. And how I manifest that through my organization is we really value our team. We want our team to be happy and we, we do everything we can to make sure that we cultivate that environment, which is great for a team member to thrive and that we involve everyone in the decision-making and everyone feels really empowered with our team. So I'd say that I'd say one thing that's a bit more unconventional, which is really important to me, is just fun and just you know, living life and being exciting. And um, I did the branding for Social Stories Club. You can see it's bright colors, lots of intricate designs, we turn up and, you know, we have fun and it's a really enjoyable uh, place to be. And that's something that's really important for me because you only get one life and you spend a lot of it at work. You might as well really, really enjoy what you're doing and have a lot of fun and make that a real meaningful uh, experience. If you had to, how would you describe the Social Stories Club in a sentence? I find this really difficult every time I'm asked <laughs> to sum up what we do in one sentence. We get this a lot on application forms as well. And I say effectively, we create the most impactful and exciting gift. That would be in, in a sentence what we do. What are three moments when being the co-founder of the Social Stories Club made you proud? I think probably one that really stands out to me was our first ever customer. And this was in a market store in Glasgow and we were freezing and we had a really a minimum viable product. Um, at this point, I hand stamped every single one of the boxes and uh, we were the first time we presented what we were doing. And I was just so excited for social enterprise. I could, you know, you can't really shut me up about it. Uh, so I was used to talking about it. And all these people were coming over to our store 
store and they were going, oh yeah, it's wonderful, it's great, but people weren't necessarily buying. And then this one lady came over and she, I mean, was quite quiet, asked a few questions, she went, this is great. Yeah, I'll have one. And I was very professional. Oh, thank you very much. You know, la da 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 da. Did the transaction. She went away, and then I went yippee. <laughs> I mean, I used just did this this happy dance. It was, you know, oh, we're validated now. This is great. Everyone loves it. Um, and I know it takes a lot more validation than that, but that was really. We've been working on it for a year up to that point. And when I say working on it, I mean. Um, we were business school students at the University of Edinburgh and at business school you get taught you know the pestle analysis the spot analysis and all these different analyses so we've done all of these but really we should have got to that point before we should have you know started off you know getting a minimum viable product together and just just putting it out there so I so said that was a moment that I would made me really proud uh, another moment that made me proud I think um, there's been many times I've received emails that have made me cry happy tears and one really stands out to me there was this lady who said that she'd been trying to engage her team in the conversation about sustainability for a very long time and um, effectively people were yeah interested but not as passionate as she was and when lockdown um, happened the team freed up some budget for everybody to get gifts and she was in charge so she chose our gift boxes and she was really excited for them and and then when the team received them, she said that was the turning point for everyone. The stories behind the gifts, people just suddenly got it and they understood and they felt the, the same passion she felt. And that started that conversation in that company with everyone coming with the same energy and enthusiasm as her. And she just called to thank us. And I was, I was really, I mean, really excited to hear from her um, about what our gift boxes are doing and the impact they're making. But you just had three proud moments. I'm trying to think of another one. Christmas, every single year is a very, very intense time for us. We're a gifting company. As you can imagine, I think the last box we sold, December 2020, then lying on the floor, exhausted afterwards. Um, I think it was about the 23rd of December and just feeling like, oh, we've done it. Yes. <laughs> I'd say that's, that's the third one. So, Karis, if you had to write an obituary for the Social Stories Club, what would it be? What do you want the legacy to be? Absolutely. Yeah. Obituary sounds negative because it sounds like your, your organization has died and I hope it never does. But I hope that we get, I'm really ambitious for this. I would want to become one of the, the largest employers of individuals who are furthest from the labor market in Scotland. I'd want to become, uh, I don't really know how to measure this, but I'd want to create a world where with every transaction you can create an impact. And so do you know what I mean, being involved with that and having a figure to help measure that and how we've helped with that, that would be really fantastic. I'd want to be the largest social enterprise in the world, the largest gifting company in the world, because I think the largest gifting company in the world should be a social enterprise. And really, it's just everything to really push social enterprise to the forefront in the spotlight, but inspired loads of people to start social enterprises, started a movement of social enterprise and really collaborating with social enterprises. There's a lot that you, I can say for this in terms of impact, but that's what I guess it would, would draw down to is fulfilling our, our vision. What is it that keeps you up at night? Very much at Christmas, I'm up at night packing boxes to 3am. So that's exactly what keeps me up at night. If it comes to what keeps me up at night, 
uh, other times it really it comes down to my dyslexia and very very forgetful struggle with memory and it's what have I forgotten you know (laughs) there's something what is it (laughs) what would you do if you could be unreasonable if the sky is the limit I would make every company in the world have a social mission that's what I would do and how I don't know but you asked what not how so Uh, so yeah that's what I would do well fair enough but how might you go about that well that was still figuring out but at the moment what we're doing is we are providing a route to market for social enterprises we're helping social enterprises to grow we're putting them in the spotlight we're inspiring people to start social enterprises i had a couple of people come up to me and told me that uh, my stories helped inspired them to start a social enterprise which has just been absolutely fantastic and we're also providing employment for for those who wouldn't have it otherwise at the moment it's through inspiration and making it easier providing like that route to market which is something a lot of social enterprises struggle with over christmas last year we held a crowdfunder so we noticed that there were lots of social enterprises that really needed that support especially after covid all of their sales had dried up and um, they weren't big enough to be able to give us any guarantee of the order. So some, they could maybe produce 20 bracelets. Others, it might be 100 soaps. It might not be 100 soaps. They just weren't big enough to be able to, to fulfill those larger orders. So what we did is we held a limited edition crowdfunding campaign. So you could pre-order your box, limited edition, and you'd have no idea what you were going to get in it. But we'll tell you the sorts of products, you know, soaps candles, chocolates, hot chocolates, that sort of thing. And we would, you'd tell us about the person who was going to receive it, tell us a bit about their interest, and we would create that gift box for you. And it's the first time we did that. And what that enabled us to do is enabled to work, us to work with those social enterprises around their own limitations. So if they could only produce 20, uh, well, we ended up selling 100 boxes. They only produced 20, we used 20 of one social enterprise and 80 of another. And loads of, I mean, um, parts of social enterprises, and that was that was really wonderful to to help those organisations. And it was for for one company, it was their first time really selling um, and putting themselves out there. So it was a really big deal for them uh, to do that as well. And it, we spoke to them about uh, the relationship we have with our other suppliers. So they were able to learn as well um, what what it's like to be a supplier supplier lead times they were able to learn all of these uh, different things um that, that are very important when running a business so that was really rewarding uh, to be able to do that and so um that's how we we've also helped smaller social enterprises what advice would you have for entrepreneurs in the social impact space yeah oh there's so much to say really but you've asked social impact space i think really I would say the one thing I really wish I did, I wish I'd just done it a bit earlier instead of, you know, asking questions and filling out models because we, we got a lot wrong. So you, you learn uh, to, you know, do market research, talk to your customers, hold focus groups. We did this. I also did a whole dissertation, you know, speaking to people about their, their habits and what they want and everything backed up the fact that students want a subscription box with social enterprise products. But when we actually created a box and, you know, put it out there and tried to sell it, we, we 
it was not students and it was not subscription boxes. So I think uh, now I know more about how to ask better questions, the mum test, for example. But I think the best thing we could have done to cut all those corners was to create the minimum viable product, uh, get a market store in Glasgow on a freezing cold uh, Sunday morning and just speak to people and just see who buys it. And if not, why not? And we did surveys as well. It was a great way to survey loads of people on a market store. Um, so I'd say just do it is a really great one. And I also think talk to as many social entrepreneurs as you can, like call them, ask for, you know, 20, 30 minutes of their time and ask them, you know, what, what was your journey like at the start? What would you wish you would have known? Um, there's a lot that I didn't know that I do now. And there's a lot that I still don't know. <laughs> Many thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Impact Pulse. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear your feedback and feel free to rate and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, do check out our accompanying animation created especially for this episode. The Social Impact Pulse is a project of the Artisan Gateway and soon to be launched, Their Stories Be Told.